This is a presentation of the Red Apple Media Podcast Network. One of the biggest dance crazes of all times. Have you ever heard of Wordle? TikTok, TikTok has taken the world by storm. Social media, attention, alcohol. His dance went so viral. Immediately affecting us because we hear about it. Love you. Bye. Love you. It's the general store. Here's Gina Limberopoulos. All right, welcome back to another episode of The General Store with me, Gina Bina, because who the hell else would it be? But I'm here today with a very, very special guest, and it's kind of funny to be saying this. I'm here with my not-so-little little brother, Rocco. Hi, how are you? Ew, <laughs> why'd you say that like that? It was gross. Oh. Yeah, what's going on, Rocco? Uh, I'm sunburnt. <laughs> yeah, we had quite the weekend. It was hot as hell upstate. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, what was it, like 95 degrees, right? Yeah, it was 95 both days. Me and Rocco, we don't have, like, actual video. I'll post this on my social media. By the way, follow our social media, General Store Pod, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find them all there. It's all the same. TikTok as well. You can find pictures of us completely sunburnt on there. It's pretty funny. But, but yeah, it was it was really hot. It was 95 both days, so it was disgusting. Yeah, I actually decided not to put sunscreen on, and that was a mistake. <laughs> my arms look beet red. Yeah, Rocco was like, I'm just going to get tan. I'm not going to put any sunscreen on. Now he looks like a lobster instead. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. But yeah, we had a pretty good weekend though. Memorial Day, we had the barbecue. Our cousins were there. Our friends were there. It was great. Everyone was having a good time. Drinking frozen cocktails by the pool. And we had a a pretty good weekend though too with the Rangers, right? (laughs) Well, um, Rangers moving on to Tampa. Yeah, dude. Rangers moving on to Tampa. I'm excited about it. How do you feel? How do you feel? Because I know you guys think I'm a diehard Ranger fan. You got to hear this kid. It's insane. Well, I'm literally stressed out right now because that was a horrible seven-game series, and I lost my breath on every game. It, it was it was so bad. Yeah, I well, we started with Pittsburgh, right, and then we, yeah, so it was yeah the Pittsburgh series, the overtime winner. That was that was, that was a headache. I heard it was funny because I was there was a certain point in time where I just refused to watch the games anymore because <laughs> I was like sick watching them, and I would just get the reactions of Rocco from downstairs because I could hear him from the living room, and I would hear shit, or then I would hear yeah, I don't know what was going on. So that's that's how I had a judgment of what was going on with that first series. Yeah, I'm I'm very superstitious, mm-hmm. so I've had moments of wearing a jersey. Yeah. And then they win. And then I wear the same jersey the next game. They don't win. <laughs> but I've stuck to my guns and not to wear a jersey. I'm not wearing a jersey anymore. Yeah, you have the playoff beard too right now. You won't shave yeah, it. Yeah. I shaved at the beginning of last round. <laughs> yeah. And that went seven games and yeah. they won. So I'm probably going to shave tonight. And then <laughs> maybe they'll probably just win this series too, hopefully. I don't know, dude. I'm scared. Tampa Bay, we know the the history with Tampa Bay and what we got to deal with here. Yeah, so. cried my eyes out in 2015. I remember that. Oh, my God. He, how old were you? Like 10? 11, 10, yeah. We were sitting on the couch and, you know, it was the final The final buzzer goes off and he just stares at the screen. 2 nothing. it was. Yeah. <laughs> he just stares at the screen blanked out not like he looks numb to life at this point and then out of nowhere just breaks down and starts crying into the pillow mommy let you stay home yeah i stayed home from school the next day you, yeah mommy let you stay home for like mental yeah. health yeah i have a <laughs> awful obsession with this team yeah what do you think is worse for you you think yankees or rangers are worse oh the rangers are more emotional yeah that's fair the yankees just piss me off 
Yeah, that's <laughs> and the Knicks. The Knicks pissed me off too. The Knicks are. <laughs> oh my god, it's funny. I was just talking to Luke Lagrano when he was here on uh, Guys Behind the Glass about this, and he asked me. He was like, "Are you one of those people that like always loves your team, or do you just end up hating your team?" And I was like, mm, "Depends on who you're oh, asking no, about." I, I never hate the team. I hate the results they put out. Yeah, that's that, yeah. It's it'll always be awful results with New York teams unless <laughs> it's a championship. Then I'll be happy. Yeah, unless you're talking about the Knicks and we Knicks, have the yeah, playoffs. I'll I'll be happy. So me and my brother. Okay, I'm gonna bring this up before we get into our next fun part of the weekend. But me and my brother and our dad, we have this ongoing joke in our house that we make fun of David Fisdale. And <laughs> you, you got to do it. The uh, legendary Knicks coach, David Fisdale. Legendary Knicks coach, David Fisdale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, well, we have we do his voice. We started it like last year when they were in the playoffs, making fun of how bad he was as a coach. Yeah. So we, his famous lines, take that for data, we'd be like, <laughs> you got to take that for data. <laughs> you gotta take that for data. And, the, and Julius Randle had a great season yeah, last Randall. season. And <laughs> yeah. We would, whenever he taught Julius Randle a spin move, I'm pretty sure, and we would make fun of it saying, you got to hit him with the spin move. <laughs> yeah, Rando, you got to hit him with that spin move. Yeah, Rando. You <laughs> just keep doing that. Yeah, he's, he's a terrible coach. And he moved, he went to L.A. and they <laughs> didn't even make the playoffs or we, the play-in. We said when he went to L.A., he was like, yeah, Brian, Brian. Yeah. He, Uncle Fizzy in the house. Yeah, I just have a feeling that guy, he acts like he knows the players, like, and he's best friends with them, but they don't like him. Yeah, he's... Yeah. That was that was rough, but yeah. But anyway, we have, you know, at least we have the Rangers to look forward to, because yeah. I have faith now. I was really scared for the whole, the Kane series, but we got through Game 7, slaughtered them Game 7. Bye-bye, D'Angelo. Yeah, Tony D'Angelo. F that guy. He's a Ranger traitor. <laughs> you want, he wants to act like a big shot in the clubhouse, but you can't do that on the Rangers. Yeah. Every, every, everybody is family, the fans, the teammates. It's You can't act like that on the New York Rangers. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Dude was trying to be what Trey Young is, basically. Yeah, to, he, to, to he, that world. he thinks he was Trey Young against New York, and it just didn't work. They lost. He was just a douche, and it backfired. Yeah. yeah. What a loser. Yeah, well, I have faith. I think that Igor is doing great, too. He's He's killing it out there. Igor Shosturkin, the Vizina Trophy winner, probably might yeah. win the Heart MVP. Yeah, exactly. We will yeah. see. We will. See. Yeah, we'll definitely see. So we had the Rangers, a huge Rangers win this weekend. But we also let's dip it into pop culture a little bit here. We had what do we have, Rocco? Stranger Things season four. Yeah, dude, dude. I okay. I'm gonna hit you guys right now with a spoiler warning because we're about to go into this up to episode seven. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. So it's it's uh, all right. Yeah, all right. Well, how did you feel? Let's start. How'd you feel about it? Because we um, finished it this weekend. We binged yeah. it. So uh, what I'm gonna say here, I don't know if it was the best season. Yeah. Okay. I think there was a lot of good elements. Yeah. But there was also bad elements. Why? Because there was too many storylines. Okay, fair enough. I think there was a storyline in California that was just stale. Uh huh. I think that the Russia storyline was great. It yeah. was intense. It gave me the edge. But like when they went to California, it was like Eleven was there. Yeah. Again, spoilers. Eleven was there. She was doing her own thing. They had her locked down the whole season, basically. Yeah. Uh, Mike, Jonathan, his stoner friend. 
<laughs> that kid they, was great, though. He, he, he comic he, relief that we needed exactly. this season for sure because it was very. It's a very heavy season. Great humor to relieve whatever was going on in the yeah. situation, mm-hmm. and but they just didn't do anything. It, they were just driving. Yeah, it, it basically felt like a the Hangover, but serious. <laughs> like a what was the the stoner movie with the White Castle? Harold and Kumar. It felt like that. <laughs> or like Dude, Where's My Car with Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. Exactly I mean, maybe like that. that's what they were trying to do. I mean, I know it's not an 80s movie that because I know that they were on. I'll, I'll get into that a little bit later. They were referencing yeah. a shit ton of 80s movies. So but maybe that's what they were trying to do. Like the comedy side of the 80s films that they have, like those speaking days and confused kind of things. Speaking of 80s, let's talk about Kate Bush. Yeah. Run up the hill. <laughs> probably probably the most amazing scene I've seen on a Netflix show ever, 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 because Netflix they don't put out a lot of great originals. Yeah, you're Stranger right. Things, I feel, is carrying Netflix with the originals. Absolutely. That was just amazing. Sadie Sink, what a performance. Yeah. Oh, my God. Episode four, if you guys have seen it already, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Episode four, it's called Dear Billy. And if you've seen season three, you're aware of that Billy, you know, doesn't. He meets his demise. Yeah. And it's it's awful. It's one of the most brutal deaths you'll see in, like, a show that's not meant for adults, basically. It was terrible. It's very graphic. Yeah, it was it was awful. And he was died protecting his sister. And Max is his sister. And the entire episode is basically about his sister bracing herself for what she thinks is going to be like imminent death, basically, because she's showing symptoms of something that other people were showing throughout the show. I'm trying to say this without spoiling it too much because the end of the show was the, one of the biggest plot twists I've probably seen in for years a Netflix, on a show. For even any TV show. It really was one of the biggest plots I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, like going back to what you said, like you said there were so many storylines. They tied the storylines together at the end of episode seven so well, aside from the, the Hopper one, which I'm sure they'll get into that at, as well. But they tied those 11 storylines and the the new villain. What the hell was his name? The The demon. It's like, oh, I, it's I like, Vel, it's like Velar or something like that. I can't even remember the exact name of it, but... He's going to look it up. But yeah, it was so good. But yeah, that episode four. So basically they play this Kate Bush song. The like It's like Make a Deal with God, that, that song. And the way they set it up was basically she was... The only way to get her back is if she listens to her favorite song. <laughs> Deb Valentine just walked by and I just waved to say hello. I got sidetracked. But basically... Yeah, so you have to listen to your favorite song. So they have to put the headphones on her to bring her back to, from the upside down of where she was taken to because she's literally about to just meet, like, the worst death. By the way, speaking of that, I have, like, borderline ADD right now with this, but the death scenes, tell me that wasn't... The death scenes were very Exorcist-esque. Yeah. It was very good the way they did it. The exactly. CGI looked great. And by the way, the villain's name was Vecna. Vecna, okay. I couldn't yeah. remember. It was something with a V. I just couldn't mm-hmm. remember what it was. But... Dude, the death scenes, like you said, it was very exorcist, but they really stepped it up for making this a horror season. Yes. But yeah, but basically all of the deaths that you'll watch in that season, Max is about to meet that same demise and Dustin and Lucas and who else was with them? Dustin, Lucas, Steve? Yeah, yeah Steve, Steve was with them. Nancy. They were all trying to save her and they put the headphones on and they did a great job planting what her favorite song is throughout the entire season because she's listening to the same song in the school counselor and when she's walking home but they put it on her and she's running through the upside down trying to get away from Vecna and it's just like one of the craziest she deserves an Emmy yeah deserves an she Emmy. really does and also it was great writing because yeah. it's a great metaphor for teenage mental illness 
Oh, yeah. Because and it shows how music can actually save you. Oh, my God. And it's funny, too, because before that even happened, when Nancy and what the hell is her name? Robin, Robin. were at the mental facility, too, when they were talking to the guy in the facility. Again, I'm trying not to spoil it for people I haven't. They were talking to him. They even said, the doctor said, you know, we have found that music tends to help people that are mentally ill. Like, they said it. Yep. And it was happening at the same time that Max was needing that music. So I thought it was really cool the way they set that up, too. There was a lot of little plants and little Easter eggs throughout the show that leading up to the the actual yeah, A lot of forward. foreshadowing. Oh, hell yeah. There was a ton. lot. It was insane this season. But um, Leading up to that big plot twist was... Yeah. It really was unexpected and, like... Again, I really have not felt that way in a very long time. Yeah. I was on the edge of my seat, which I'm not for a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just amazing. It really was. Yeah. Like I said, like I said before, there was a lot, like a lot of Easter eggs and a lot of foreshadowing. But what I mean by Easter eggs, too, is the amount of nods they had to 80s horror movies. Mm-hmm. Because Stranger Things has always tended to be more sci-fi based. Like It was always kind of yeah. scary, but it was more like the Demogorgons, which we do get some Demogorgon stuff in, in the season as well. But this was more driven towards like this whole new storyline of like demons and you know, like hunting, like demon hunter kind of stuff. It was crazy. So they started alluding towards more horror stuff. So let's rattle. I was trying to think of them. There was a lot. There was a lot. They talk about Michael Myers because they mentioned yeah. the boogeyman. They name drop Michael Myers. There's a scene when they're in a boat in a lake, which is Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th with Jason. Yeah. Pretty sure Amityville horror. Yeah. With the family. Cause there's a whole other storyline with a family and the guy kills his whole family. And that's not really what happened. He says the demons did it. That's straight up what Amityville horror was. So we had that. They yeah, mentioned Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, definitely. and not to mention they, they had Freddy Krueger playing that new character that's in it that's Freddy basically Kruger locked away. It, yeah. And that also leads to that new character being locked away. That entire mental facility scene was a Silence of the Lambs walking down yes. the hallway mm-hmm. when they were going to meet the serial killer. And this does take place in 1986 this season. So yeah. I'm trying to see when Silence of the Lambs came out. And then we get some exorcist kind of vibes, too, because of, you know, everything going on with the demons and... Silence of the Lambs came out in 1991. It makes me wonder. Well, I know that they're supposed to drip into the 90s, though. That was the rumor originally. So maybe the next two episodes... Because they leave you on a cliffhanger. The next two episodes don't come out until July. Yeah, July 1st. There's two more. Yeah, so... Well, volume... Is it two more episodes? That's what... um, Yeah. It's two more episodes. So, you know, it's, it's dripping into that a little bit. So, I mean... It's possible that they go into the 90s. Who knows? Because maybe they, you know, I don't know. Maybe they'll be yeah, stuck I'm, there. I'm not sure if they're going to keep going, if this is the last season or not. I kind of hope, okay, I, I love Stranger Things, and I don't want it to end. But if this is the season they're ending it on, and they do this correctly, I would love to see it stop here then. Yeah, because this is the source of the problem they finally found. Yeah. This Vecna character is what sent out all the Demogorgons. And right. But the only thing I could say is the mind flare from season three could still be a possibility in the future. Unless he shows up at the end of this episode, too. Now it's... Or these episodes that are coming up, I should say. Again, I'm not sure if they would do that. It's just a lot of shows like to just keep adding characters as it goes on. And it will ruin it. But I don't know. I will never get Mm -hmm. sick of this show. Speaking of characters, can we talk about Eddie Munson for a second? Eddie Munson. Eddie Munson. What a character. <laughs> this Hellfire Club thing was brilliant, too, by the way, marketing-wise for Stranger Things. I looked on Hot Topic because I wanted a Hellfire Club shirt already, and they're sold out. Every single size, yeah. extra small to 3XL, it's completely sold out. Their merchandise every season sells out right away. Yeah. 
because they're brilliant the way they do it. They just they put a regular T-shirt on a character, yeah. a regular hat like Dustin wears, and they sell it. They don't have to sell anything that says Stranger Things because love it. whatever's from the show, people will buy. It's smart. Like Dustin's like thinking cap, every kid is going to want to buy that and wear it to Comic-Con. This I know I do. I want that. <laughs> I said Jade. Our sister Jade. Oh my God. Okay. Our sister our sister Jade, she basically has these hats that like say like IP and pools. Trucker hats. Or like, yeah, just like these really ridiculous hats. It's like, I'm fat. Let's party. Like she has the dumbest hats in the world. So she saw the thinking cap and she was like, I need it. I was like, I yeah. knew it right away. So that's, she'll probably be wearing that too. She's another person. Because she doesn't like a lot of things, yeah. a lot of shows, mm-hmm. and she loved it. So I think that's a good... It's an indicator. Yeah. See, if Jade likes it or Mom likes it, it's an indicator that the show was phenomenal this season. Because Mom hates everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, like legit everything. But yeah, like Eddie Munson's character, though, was... He looked like a mix of Tommy Lee and, I don't know, he just kind of looked Billy? like Tommy Lee. <laughs> and, it's like every time there's or like this, uh, someone from the Lost Boys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a thrasher, like a typical '80s thrasher kid, basically. And like you at first think he's like the biggest douche in the world, but like he's really not. He's, like he's, he's a, a good nerd. person. Yeah. He's a dork. Plays Dungeons and Dragons. Like at first you think we're getting a new Billy, and then he starts speaking, and you're like, this kid is like such a dweeb. I was like, oh, I'm simping. That's <laughs> it. You know. <laughs> yeah, a character I really felt bad for was Eleven. Oh my god! And I'm gonna give it up for Millie Bobby Brown because that was what she a did performance a great job. this season. And not only did she do a great job, that must have been just draining for her to film because yeah, given the recent events, being around a bunch of dead children filming yeah, oh my god, must have been very hard. Obviously, we know like this was filmed way before yeah. Uvalde and everything happened. Obviously, but before that, there was you know you had to deal with there was Sandy Hook. She was a little kid when that happened, and then all of the other mass shootings that have been going on since then. And then she films this scene where it's just like these little kids getting literally slaughtered, and she has to pretend that she's the one that did it, which we know afterwards is not necessarily the case. But it's insane. That role that she played this season was so good. And not to mention, even the beginning parts where she's playing, like, the human version of herself, basically. And she has these moments where she's getting bullied by that uh, L.A. bully Angela. She's so good at playing a pathetic character. Like, that she needs to get credit there, too. Just like she does yeah, for being 11, to, you know what I mean? She needed to dumb herself down for the character. Because she, yeah. her grammar was very choppy. Right. Because she was put in a facility when she was young, and that's yeah. difficult to do. Someone like her, because she's a very smart person, uh-huh. doing that is probably very hard. Yeah, you had to really dumb yourself down. Like she has like those one liners, like friends don't lie. Yeah, like exactly. she has to just say things like that. Like when you hear her, and not to mention she's not even American; she's British. So she has this this full on American like Cali sound to her now, and it's crazy. You know what I didn't like this season? Who? Mike. <laughs> Mike, yeah. He wasn't a good character. I just... It's not, he's not that he's a bad character. I just, like, he was... There was no use for Mike this season. His use was to put Eleven down. Yeah! <laughs> like, what the <laughs> hell was the point of you being here? He, Typical. He <laughs> saw that his girlfriend was getting attacked by a bunch of bullies, and he just stood and watched. Like, that shouldn't happen. Yeah, like, you see that you're... And then, like, he gets mad at, like, Will. He's like, why didn't you tell me? And Will's like, what am I supposed to say? I kind of felt bad for Will this season. I'm not going to lie. I didn't. 
Why? Nothing happened to him. You know what compared I mean? to the last three seasons. Compared to the last three seasons and compared to what Eleven and everybody else was going through, sure. But I still kind of felt bad for his character, though, because like yeah. he just wanted to no, see I felt bad his for, friend. Uh, I felt bad for uh, Hopper. Oh, yeah, Hopper. we didn't even get into the Hopper storyline yet. Can I just say age is just a number when it comes to Hopper? I love he's him so much. Dude. Not to mention he's just so badass. That character was like... Well, it kind of reminds me of Black Widow because he plays... Red Guardian. Yeah, he plays Red Guardian and he's in a Russian prison with Red Guardian and everything. And then in Stranger Things, he's back in a Russian prison again. So it's almost like the same character, but without him being a doofus, basically. Mm-hmm. He was, so. We got a backstory. I'm yeah. pretty sure they said that he fought in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that matches because it was 86. I think it... So maybe. I think it does. I think it was Vietnam because he said the know. jungle, so I'm pretty sure it was... Yeah. But... Yeah, he was just amazing. Him and Sadie Sink had the best performances this season. Right. And 100%. The one scene I'm going to talk about when he fights 100 Russian soldiers to Ooh. one. That and he goes 100 to one. The, the Russian soldier that's on his side. My goodness. How is he not a superhero? Like, I would not be surprised if they turned around and said that he has some sort of. He was in the military. Well, yeah, to special me, autom- forces. if you're in a special force, if you're in the special forces in the military, you're automatically a superhero to me. Like, that's just for anybody. But you, fight, you can fight anyone. Yeah, you're a super soldier at that point. It's insane. But I don't, I just, that's, oh my God. He was going left and right, taking them all out, and then he makes the whole shed explode and he gets out. I was like, there's no way. Hopper is the man, dude. Yeah, that was another element of the season that didn't really feel like Stranger Things. It was. It felt like some other... Yeah. I can't really explain, like... Not in a bad way, though. No, 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 not in a bad way. It was it was amazing. Yeah. But it was more like... What, what would you say? Like, I don't know. Like It's almost like Marvel-esque to me. Yeah. This, like, because we had like the horror Captain stuff. Like America. Like, we had the horror sides of everything, but it was almost like... You know what I'm trying to say? It was almost like Marvel-esque. Like, the, that entire Russian storyline was very Captain America-ish. I agree. So I, I could see that, too. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. How cool would it be, though, not for nothing, if we had Stranger Things cross over into the MCU at some point? I said that a while oh, ago. Oh, my God. I, I don't think that'll happen. I think it would be so sick if we had a crossover. If It would be so cool to have, like, Eleven as a freaking young Avenger. Like, I know it wasn't in the comics, obviously, but if it crossed over, oh, dude. They, they could make a comic book. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's so much room for growth with Stranger Things to be within that. Yeah, they're not going to do that, though. That feel, oh, that would be so cool. It's also the 80s. Unless they, like, freeze her and bring her back. It could be. Or it's her as an adult. And they yeah. find her and they bring her back. It's possible, because Millie Bobby Brown's just getting older anyway. There's time. Maybe. They could just CGI. It's not like they don't do CGI that. everything already. Yeah, but I don't think that'll happen. It'd be cool to see it, though. To have, like, the Stranger Things kids in that universe. I think it'd be pretty cool. You know, speaking of Marvel uh-huh. and Disney, yeah, I went to sleep watching Cars the other night. <laughs> okay, let me, let me just say, <laughs> yo, I haven't watched that movie in a while. How amazing it was! You were obsessed with Cars when you were little, obsessed. Like you had the Tomator. I, I had the bed, the b- Lightning McQueen bed. <laughs> you had the blanket that matched with it. Yeah, and you'd be like kachow in the house all the time. <laughs> yeah, I had all the cars and. And all the blankets and bed. <laughs> you had the Tomator toy that we used to sit on and ride. I through. had all of that, but I don't think I actually watched it. 
I sat down and watched Cars the other day. It was a cinematic experience. It really was, though. I haven't seen it in a very long time. Oh, my God, Rocco. All right. So, in other words, had a great weekend. Yeah. Had a great weekend. Got sunburns. Watched the Rangers win. Watched Stranger Things get better and better as time goes on. Yep. And Rocco watched Cars again and rekindled his love for that. And it was great. On that note, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to leave it there. Thanks, Rocco, for coming in. No problem. I'll see you at home. (laughs) Do we know what mom's making for dinner? I don't know. I guess we'll figure it out. All right. All right. I'm going to leave it there. I'll see you. Catch you guys later. Bye. See you.